We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Postgame show, I'm your host, Arcardo Navas, and with me today, producer, co-founder, Brian Goins. Yo, Heat and Four, guys. Our trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. What up? And we're welcoming in our homie from Locked On Heat, honorary Heat beat member, David Reville. <laughs> honorary? Wow, that's Honor- great. O- honorary. Rivals, but honorary. You know, we're homies. We're, we're <laughs> part of the same family here, you know? Very, very happy to be here. David, you need to bring the energy up. The Heat just upset the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks, one of the best regular season teams of all time, the number one defense in the league, the super-duper scary MVP slash Depoy Giannis. They steal game one, lead almost the entire way in the fourth quarter, Jimmy Butler hitting Kawhi Leonard-esque shots, completely taking the fuck over, absolutely turning the knife in Milwaukee. I am jacked, ecstatic, surprised, 
Are um, you alive? Scared alive? alive? I haven't felt that alive for a playoff game in a long time. I mean, like it, it's probably been since the 2016 playoff run where I legit thought that he had a chance to make the finals. Um, you know, like we talked a lot of shit going up to this game, Jack. We talked a lot about they can do it. You know, here are the matchups. We had Nikias and Christian and Alex last show really breaking down how this can wow, happen. Wow, you left out Frankie. And Frankie, our 2K coach. Did we you have say all, Alex? We, I did say Alex. Okay, uh, we have all this. I bet I, I got everybody, okay? I just miss Frankie. Uh and all these all these people on ESPN, on Turner, uh all, all these experts, quote unquote, right? This these national media pundits are picking the heat. We're all kind of nervous. And I was talking to some friends and I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little shook going into this game. And my friends are like, yo, we're gonna blink and it might be three one bucks. You know what I mean? Like it could get ugly fast. And what they did today, I mean, even going into that, in, into into the half, like, you know, looking pretty good uh, score-wise, Jack, this felt like a reality. It felt like it's not just, you know, we've talked, we've gassed ourselves up, but they fucking went out there and they played a, especially a great second half. And suddenly it's not just fallacy. Like they won game one. They won by 11 yeah, points, I mean- guys. It's not just like they eked by, you know, with some questionable stuff. No, they they nearly won. Was it was it eleven points? Yeah, eleven points, double and, digits. And, yeah. and 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 to even like put more to that, like the fucking Bucks shot over sixty percent that first quarter. He scored forty points, guys. Sixty four points the rest of the game over the course yeah. of three periods. That's... This is not a defensive juggernaut Heat team, you know. But they have the yeah, the Bucks out. didn't come out like they weren't asleep for this game. That was the thing. That was that was what I did not want in game one. I didn't want a Heat win where it felt like the Bucks kind of were half-assed, like underestimating oh, yeah. the Heat, still like sluggish coming off of a Magic series. They came out firing. They came out like ready to kill. And they played like, you know, as well. You know, you can say Giannis is going to be Giannis. Like he's going to be the MVP level player like, this team is obviously not done, but like Brooke played really well. Chris Middleton, like Was Chris Middleton Jordan today? played ridiculously well. Yeah. And I mean, Miami, yeah, the defense was better than I've ever seen it from this heat team from this season's heat team. Uh, Jimmy is incredible. Um, Bam was hold a little on, hold shaky. You can't just say so that and disregard everything that you've written in our DMs. Look, this is what I say about Jimmy. I've told you this a million times. Jimmy Butler is like edibles. You got to shit talk him, and then he kicks your ass. You just got to start shit talking him a little bit. You got to say, ah, I don't see Jimmy playing very well. Like, he's kind of asleep for this game. He's not really playing like a star. Then, boom, 40 points. David, did you were you surprised by today? Like, was this – this? you're kind of a, a, a heat Twitter pessimist. Were you, were you kind of surprised by what we had on tonight? No, actually, uh, I Whoa. really wasn't. No, I, I mean, I was... Did you not listen to Locked On's preview pod? I did. I listened to it today with Wes Goldberg. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Uh, you know, I, I think that they're a team that's capable of challenging Milwaukee. Maybe that's overly simplistic, but I, I didn't I didn't expect for them to start off as flatly as they did in that first quarter. To give up 40 points, I started kind of going into doom and gloom mode at that point. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, they were going to give up so many points. Like, out of the Kumpo hit two threes. I mean, that was ridiculous. No one ever saw that kind of shooting from him. He started to have that kind of that, that swag about him as he was taking up perimeter shots. And I'm thinking, oh, here it goes. It can get can be dangerous. And, and to Alex's point, I mean, 
they were they were you know struggling from the the i'm sorry they had everybody going from the perimeter um it was just a, a really really good first quarter for them and then all of a sudden miami's defense just tightened up so considerably and uh it was really impressive and, and i did not think that jimmy butler had that kind of performance and this was superior to anything i had expected from him before i mean we've seen him have big moments but but he was just so consistently great and, and uh it just turned the whole quarter around and, and crushed their souls dude it felt like quiet like I, I i'm being honest with you like the shots he was hitting like the way he was operating from that baseline coming off those picks that that little pick and roll uh the, what i really liked at the end of that game is that Dragic kept screening for jimmy Yes. which really left Giannis and Brooke Lopez out of those plays completely. Because uh, Jimmy's like, I'm going to operate from the mid-range. There came a point of the game where Jimmy's had new Yetta's jumper going, and he's like, I'm going to shoot from mid-range. I'm not even going to bother going to the rim, even though mm -hmm. he was able to get there all night. Goran was screening. They were even switching George Hill onto him, uh, which is a matchup he's going to eat all day long. Uh, and they were getting whatever they wanted. I mean, Middleton, Middleton was getting caught behind the drag of screens. He was getting to his spots. I love that strategy from them. I'm willing. I'm, I'm curious to see how the Bucks counter it. I thought it was it was what you need like a star player to do. You know, oftentimes, you know, especially against great teams, you know, you're not going to be able to get into the offense that you want. But if your best player can take shots he's comfortable with, like Jimmy did today, that's going to change it. And I've said last episode that if the, if Jimmy can shoot a little bit around forty percent from mid range, they have a fucking great chance to win the series and win it within like six games. Because if he's going to have that available to him, that's going to completely change the way the Bucks can defend him. And they're going to run out of like, it's just going to, they have to give the heat something. And if that's what they're going to give the heat. And if he could hit that, I don't really know how I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how the Bucks can win. Well, I yeah, mean, I, 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 I want to kind of, I want to point out something that Jack mentioned pre-show. Um, what was the tweet that uh, Cooper Moorhead had to posted today, talking about the last time the Bucks lost a game where a team has shot fifteen or made fifteen less threes um, with John's uh, playing? It was the second, the second time that, they, that they've lost a game for a team that they've allowed. The second time that Milwaukee lost all season where their opponent did not hit at least fifteen threes. Mm. That just goes to show um, free throws and turnovers is kind of what Coop accounted it to. But, yeah, I mean, Butler just kind of took over. And I, if he's going to be that player, he's the best player in the series. I, You know, Giannis is MVP-level player, um, kicks ass. But in a playoff game, in the half court is where it really matters. Like, when it comes down to it, if Butler can do that in the half court, then it's he's the best player in the series. Like, because Giannis can't do that in the half court. What? He can do am amazing things, and he's going to come back with a better game. This is not going to be his best game in the series, not by far. But he can't do what Butler just did. Very few players can. What do you mean? Like, like maybe just Kawhi kind of can. pick you apart from the mid-range is what you're saying? Yeah, just kind of hit you from anywhere on the floor. Like, Butler hit basically any shot you could have asked him to hit like he was hitting threes he was hitting floaters he was getting to the rim and getting fouls yeah. he was being mid-range shots like and just yeah like i think the difference just, between that is that you know Giannis is always looking to get downhill while he's not really a jump shooter he can get to the free throw line and he can get to the rim in a dribble but what i thought miami did really well today was they forced him to be a passer and 
while he did get to the ribbon, he did get to the line, he did miss some free throws, and he turned the ball over six times. And I think a product of that is, yeah, some of it's a little bit of sloppy Milwaukee offense. But I think when you force a guy to make those passes over and over and over again, when he's really not that kind of playmaker, you know, you're going to open yourself up to more turnovers. And there was a pass that he kind of gave George Hill like a little too low. You know what I mean? It's it's things like that, that when you're really playing within those tight margins that a, a pass that might be a little too low on the baseline, that's a turnover. And Miami was able to capitalize on that. Uh, so I kind of agree with you, kind of disagree with I mean, Giannis could pick you apart a million other ways, but yeah, I mean, from a jump. Yeah. I mean, he's young, yeah, from a but I, I thought this tweet was a good, like a good way to put it was, uh, this from NBA couch side, uh, Jimmy has proved the most valuable thing in the league is being able to get a bucket in the half court against a set defense. That's why he looks better in the playoffs consistently and Giannis looks worse consistently. Like I think Giannis is going to have an incredible series. I think that's the biggest worry for the E going forward is that he's not going to do like he's not going to play this poorly going forward. But that is a real concern with Giannis. That's the biggest concern with Giannis is that if he's not getting downhill, what what else can he hit you with? Did did he play poorly though? I mean, no. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> no, thing. he didn't. Yeah. But he didn't play like an MVP. Well, maybe yeah. I mean, but I don't know that he'll necessarily have like a thirty point explosion. And that's he like you talked earlier about what's the next counter for Milwaukee. And I don't know that they have one. I mean, they've got as good a performance out of Middleton as they're going to get. Lopez was fantastic. You know, everybody contributed in their own way, whether it's – I mean, look, they can bring back Eric Bledsoe and maybe his defense can limit what Goron does uh, you know, to some degree. But other than that, what else is there from this Bucks team that can take it to another level? I mean, out of Kumpo, 4 of 12. I mean, 33% from the from the line. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, he was shot 50% from the field. Maybe he can be a little bit more aggressive and not – pass the ball up as much as uh, as he did but at the same time you know i don't think that miami's defense is going to collapse barring any significant foul trouble from any yeah. of their key defenders so um, a couple things on that the first thing is that i do expect Giannis's free throw numbers to go up i know he's not you know a duran or a curry from the line before four of 12 is pretty bad and and if he's going to get 12 free throws a game you know he's going to he's going to knock those those down getting in a rhythm second thing that Milwaukee didn't really go to, and Nikias mentioned this last show, is having a guy like Middleton's man or George Hill's man, screen, or Bledsoe's man if he ever plays, screen for Giannis in the half court. So when Giannis was at center, they kind of played him straight up with Bam. And as good as Bam is, you know, Giannis with a spread pick and roll, five, four out, and Giannis up top, Miami did not necessarily have a good answer to stop that. Uh, it was just a matter of Bud not going to it a lot. So the adjustments could be they go more five out, right? Four out with Giannis up top, Giannis at the five, because those minutes, I didn't think Miami particularly had any good solutions. Um, Miami also beat Milwaukee rebounding. Uh, they they out-rebounded the Bucks, which is not something that the Heat are going to do pretty consistently. Um, how, I mean, you want to guess how many rebounds Brook Lopez had today? One. He had one rebound today. This is like crazy. Bam hadn't it like I, I think he was shaky in some parts, and I think that's one of the most encouraging things about this game is that I think we're guaranteed, as much as we're guaranteed, like I think at least one 30-point Giannis game. I agree with you, David, that I think what they showed against Giannis is like um repeatable. 
but I do think like he's going to break free just like Duncan is going to break free despite the Bucks playing him well. Like I think Bam is going to have one of those games where he's aggressive offensively and instead of having like 12 points, 17 rebounds and like however many assists, he's going to have like 20 points and he's going to look like the center of their offense while Butler kind of, you know, still plays incredibly well as a secondary offensive role. Like I think that's the coolest thing about Bam is he can beat you in so many ways. Like, but 17 rebounds where Brooke has one rebound, like, I mean, that was the difference. One of the big differences in this game. Like, You've counted on restaurants all your life. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings the food that you've been craving right to your door. Ordering is really easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and the food will be safely delivered outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, the Cheesecake Factory, anything. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery as well. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order on $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you use the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget the code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are back in the NFL. Watch NFLSundayTicket.tv. You could stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite device. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. They out-rebounded the Bucks by 12. And that, like, so for Miami, which is a team that doesn't have the best player on the floor, right? They don't have the reigning. I mean, they don't have the, the reigning two-time MVP. They don't have a guy like Chris. I mean, other than Jimmy and Bam, you know, the and, and I mean, I guess Goron has really played up to par lately. Uh, but the, just the talent discrepancy at the top. I mean, what Giannis is able, I mean, Miami's entire game plan. Yeah, well, uh, I, I put it this way. Miami's three best players play better than Milwaukee's three best players. And I feel like that swung the game for them. And and that, that's true. And part of that is limiting Bam's attempts and making him a turnover machine. And the other part is Jimmy hit all his jumpers. And listen, you're gonna like if you're the lower seed and if you're a team that clearly is not if. like we had a whole regular season sample. Miami is not the Bucks, right? And if you're gonna beat a team that that that's that good that was on a historic pace before the season got shut down, please. You're going to need some stuff like Jimmy Butler anomalous performances with the jump shooting, but that's what you have a guy like that for. That's what you, that's what you trade. That's why you put all your future into a guy like that. And I, listen, I have to eat my words. I didn't want to max a 30 year old guy when their cap space situation was a little weird. I have to fucking eat that. Bro, he's awesome. It looks amazing right now. Barry Jackson tweeted saying that there's going to be a fucking line, like a fucking kiosk at a deli on who's going to fill up that last max slot in 2020 or 2021. I mean, 
How would you not want to play with that guy? How how do you look at that performance and put the whole team on his back when yeah. Bam did not necessarily have it going offensively, missing how I don't know how many dunks Bro, Bam missed? Did you see Joel Embiid Jesus like live tweeting the game? That was hilarious. Yeah, Embiid's tweets. I did. I it made me a little sad. Um, I, I don't know about that. Maybe you can come off the bench uh, for Bam. Yo, yo Goron. Let's talk uh, about Goron a little bit. Can we can we, we mention the way tweet first? Before we get I to go, I did not on. even see the way tweet. What happened? Way, way basically was tweeting um, how much he loved Jimmy Butler and that that's playoff Jimmy right there. That's that's what he brings. And uh, apparently he texted Jimmy Butler uh, right after the game, and that was well. I think Jimmy brought it up in the post game presser, which I did not so, get to see. I love, I I love Dwayne. Call. Thanks a lot, guys. Let's go, David. Here's what a, a lifer. Here's a quote. It says, "It's great to have Dwayne Wade in my corner. He's the first person to text me in the locker nice. room." Lifer. Wow. Way, way, way lifer. He also cool. said, cool. I told my teammates I probably wasn't going to pass the ball. I made a couple shots. They said, that's <laughs> fine with me. That's, that's, that's That was the coolest thing to see is that they were just clearing out for him towards the end of the game. They wanted him having the ball, every possession. You said it. Um, just we're on setting screens for him. Just everybody get out of the way. Jimmy is going to win this for us. Like, they haven't had a guy like that since Dwayne Wade. David, I mean, like. I mean, really, they haven't had a guy like that since LeBron. How dare you, David? They, they're all like they've all bought into Jimmy. They've all, you know, for all the talks, for all that nonsense that happened in Milwaukee, and all the people that said Jimmy can't get along with his teammates. <laughs> Jimmy fractures locker rooms. Jimmy's not about winning. Jimmy's about this. Jimmy's about that. That looked like a fucking winner today. That looked like a guy who had his locker room behind him. That looked like a guy who had his young players behind him. That looks like a guy that instills confidence in his young players. That instills confidence in the shooters that encourages his young all-star that has respect from the veterans in this league that have the most respect in the league look at a guy like Udonis Haslam and Andre Iguodala that during the work strike those are the two voices that you kept hearing consistently come out and those aren't star level players those are just guys in the league that are intelligent that are smart that are experienced and that get a lot of respect around the league champions and Jimmy has respect from all those guys Yes. And, his, and, it's, and it's been earned. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's very well said. Um, yeah, it's just it's so fun to watch him because I, I did have concerns. I thought a lot of the talk about him in Minnesota and Philadelphia was overblown. And I remember even, honestly, and I, I think I've brought this up maybe even on this show before, but I remember uh, interviewing him when he was in Minnesota and seeing him in that locker room just kind of it was a real cold locker room between him and Carl Anthony Towns and Wiggins and everything else and 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 you could tell that it wasn't quite right but I kept asking him about his connection with Wiggins and how to maximize a player like him and he just said he kept reiterating the work the work the work and I walked out of there thinking you know maybe it's because of my perspective covering the team but I said man this guy is such a perfect fit for Miami and that was well before the the botch trade that fell through and then of course the year in Philadelphia and everything else and it's just I've long maintained that he was a perfect fit here, but to see him in that locker room this year and to see the kind of chemistry and him constantly talk up Bam, forge a friendship with Goron, like he's, I'm not sure if it's been with a purpose or if this is just naturally who Jimmy is. I, I tend to think it's the latter, but he just has gone along really well with everybody in that locker room, even guys like Dion and James before they were, you know, traded away. It's just, he's been a great fit there. Having another Marquette player like Jay on the roster, I think has really helped too. He's formed a friendship there. Having an older statement like Andre Iguodala come in again, he's, he's reached out and formed this friendship. It's been really, really great to see him. And of course, 
it's great that he backs it up too. Whatever he does in that locker room and the accountability that's in that locker room, we've heard that term a lot because of what Josh Richardson said in Philadelphia. Accountability <laughs> in Miami has been a huge thing and, and that he backs it up on the floor and that he gets everybody to maximize their abilities has been phenomenal to watch. You know what it is, David? It's like when you have a guy like Jimmy who's scoring 40 points is doing all the offensive finessing, but is also – putting his head down, getting to the free throw line, getting hit by a very physical Bucks team that's doing all the work defensively, that's digging in deep, that's fighting over picks, running all over the place defending Middleton, yep. doing everything from defending Middleton to Giannis to, to being on Brook in, 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 in scramble situations. I mean, it, it's funny when you think of Stephen A. Smith saying uh, he doesn't know if Jimmy Butler could be that dude. Jimmy Butler can be the alpha for the championship team this year. But I don't view him that way when you've got the Greek freak in the conference, when you got Jason Tatum in the conference, albeit younger, when you look at Philadelphia with Embiid and Ben Simmons. But to win this year, if you are the Miami Heat, it's, Jimmy Butler cannot be that go-to guy to finish the deal. You know what I mean? Like, And, and a guy like that who really takes all the responsibility on himself, does everything on both ends, from the little to the big, uh, that's Miami Heat basketball. You know, and he probably embodies it uh, as much as anyone not named Udonis Haslam. I mean, yeah. like, that's – he's the culture. He's the culture. He is the culture. I mean, look, I, I know this probably sounds like a, a travesty here, uh, you know, on this call, but – uh-oh. No, oh, I mean, I, I I was never always 100% convinced of Dwayne's level of commitment. I really do think that there were times over the course of his great career here in Miami that maybe he wasn't always that type of player, that he did not always give 100%. And I know it's only been a one-year sample size, but I don't have those same questions about Jimmy. So, I, again, that's – Ooh. <laughs> that might just I be mean, an like, opinion. wait, that that that's fair. I mean, like, you know, I mean, Dwayne's obviously yeah. like a top fifteen talent of all time in the league. Dwayne is, you know, the the lifer of Heat lifers. He's the the cornerstone of this franchise, and he's the reason why any of this is even possible. Like, let's let's first before we have a, a conversation of Dwayne, like the Jimmy Butler's here because of Dwayne, no doubt. And I think it's, yeah, it's been well you. documented. Dwayne, no, I I know you're not. I just want the audience to know that, like. Yeah, but you know, Dwayne, Dwayne's a superstar. Dwayne's a little Hollywood at times, and you know, Jimmy doesn't uh, stay back on defensive possessions, yelling at the refs. I mean, obviously, Jimmy's not as good a player as Dwayne, so he's not afforded that kind of privilege. That's a good point. And uh, you know, Jimmy might not have another forty-point playoff game ever again. <laughs> and uh, Dwayne had him very consistently. So, you know, two different guys, but just um, you know, on both ends of the spectrum of incredibly hardworking and 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 great. But it fits better, I think, having a guy like Jimmy on this roster than a guy like Dwayne. Maybe not. He's more, he's more of a Pat Riley guy. He's more of a Pat Riley kind of. And it's funny because Pat's had guys like like Patrick Ewing and Jimmy that are probably more in the, and Alonzo, right? And then he's had guys like Magic, Dwayne, and LeBron. You know that this it's like almost two different sides of the Pat Riley lifers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think Jimmy does more with less. Maybe I don't know. That's that's not he's. He's awesome. And I yeah, I th I think he's a great like um marketing tool for Miami even more so than like Dwayne Wade. No, Dwayne you know, the listen, greatest marketing. Yeah, no, Dwayne yeah. Wade's Hall of Fame, uh, you know, marketing Hall of Fame. Yeah. But let me let me let me side with David for a little bit and just, you know, I think 
Dwayne was a great marketing tool for Dwayne. Like Dwayne was selling, hey, you can come play with me. I'm Dwayne Wade. And we're going to no, win No, but he sold the culture. Remember, like, the Jimmy Butler quotes did, in, but, in Chicago. But Butler is, like, culture personified. Yeah, but he— cause, And what he's selling is— Well, he like, didn't know what that was until Dwayne's in Chicago telling him, like, yo, man, like, back, back where I came from, this is how we used to do stuff. Not, like, whatever Jim Boylan's doing. I think it's a little different. I think— I think It wasn't Boylan, Boylan back then. It wasn't— uh, What's his name? I, yeah. It was no Jim Boylan was the coach. No, 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 no. It was the uh, not that. Oh, God, what's oh his it was name? it was. Oh, you're right. It was that other failure. The blonde college coach that was a yes, coach. yes. I can't. The guy that decided he uh, was going to yeah, punish no, Dwayne. Uh, Remember that he like yeah. put Dwayne in timeout for a game. Kirk Scott. I don't know something. Some I don't white know, guy. Some, yeah. Yeah, some white guy. Here's what I'm saying though. I I think with Dwayne Wade there was some question from the outside about. Like, oh, is heat culture really a thing or is it really just that they have three of the most talented players who have ever played the game of basketball with a good supporting cast too and like an incredible coach. But with Jimmy Butler, it's it's like so clear in the way he plays. Like he's the most intense player who's ever played and also it like comes across in his personality. It's just, it permeates every part of Jimmy Butler. A little crazy too. Culture permeates every part of Jimmy Butler. So it's so in your face that he's a culture guy that it's undeniable that heat culture is not like kind of a thing. Yo, David, you can't deny it. David, I want to ask you something uh, because I I saw somebody tweet this, but I don't know if it's true. Is it? Did Jimmy not want his family in the bubble? Is that true, or did I just read like a person on Twitter making a joke? I I don't I don't know. Um, because that was on I, the broadcast. I, no, it was it was on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. He has not brought it up in any of the Zoom calls. In fact, I I specifically asked him. I think it was yesterday. Uh, you know, because we keep seeing so much, especially after the last few days, and how difficult they've been for everybody and 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 players like Paul George and down the line, speaking specifically about mental wellness. And I said, hey, you know, is this a concern of yours is this something that's affected you and maybe the other players on the team uh, and do you have any regrets about you know entering the bubble and he said no um that obviously he misses his family a great deal that he wants to see them but uh that he's he's happy with the way the team's going and everything else so i i didn't i haven't heard anything about that i know it kind of makes for for a great it's joke. funny there's video there's video no it's uh there's video and basically it was jimmy butler said he wasn't gonna bring his family to the bubble because he's all about that business he said this on a Zoom call that he wasn't going to bring. Uh, no, not on the Zoom call. I guess he told whatever the TNT reporter was for the game. Oh, That's wow. amazing. I fucking love him. He's crazy. Never leave, man. He's Michael Jordan. Never leave, dude. It's a Never business leave. trip. I love him. Yo, okay. I want to get from one life to another. Goran Dragic, uh, Gogi, has been man he's amazing I, I, man he scored over 20 points in all the playoff games he's played so far bro he's been out i mean the the little floater that he has going for him this series it's gonna be huge the way Oof. i mean for you to get to the rim against a historically great defense you know. at defending the rim i mean the 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 idea that Gorn can press the issue that you know to borrow zach Lowe and nikaias's terms dictate the terms of engagement mm-hmm. uh the guy's great shooter uh he has a spring in his offense that just wasn't there last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, this is as good as he's looked since seven 11 since 30 and yeah. 11. There was a tweet that I saw from Chef Trilly, which I thought was kind of curious. Um, where would you rank Dragic's playoff performances now compared to Dwayne Wade um, during that Charlotte Toronto playoff series? 
the 2016. Yeah, yeah I saw the Trilly. That's tweet. interesting. I mean, like like Trilly said, Dwayne did more with less. I mean, obviously, you know, the, this roster is a lot more talented than that 2016 team. I mean, Dwayne was. I mean, Justice was arguably their second best player, a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bosh was out. Hassan, oh, you're white. Luol Deng. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Uncle Luol Lou, Deng Uncle was Lou. really, really good. I mean, but Luol Deng is not Bam Adebayo. You know, he what had I mean? a huge like, game against the Hornets. Uh, the, I love Luol Deng. Listen, don't listen. I I love Uncle Lou. If I've said before on the show, if they had 2016 Luol Deng on this team right now, fucking championship, guaranteed. <laughs> it's a. They're in the finals for sure. It's a wrap. Power forward Luol Deng was a. It's a wrap. Revelation. If they had, like, I mean, like, listen. All, with all due respect to Jay Crowder. 2016 Lua Dang. Woof! Who started, that guy. Who started in place of Chris Bosh against the Hornets? I can't even recall now. Uh, Lua Dang. <laughs> yeah, Lua Dang on the right side. That was, that was your four yes. and five. Yep. Yes. Yeah, Lua Dang was Lua the four Dang since the four. Like March of that season. Yes, when Chris Bosh went down, Spoh's like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, was they put Justice start- at the five. Oh, Justice what? Justice Justice was at the five in the yeah, Raptors. That was, yeah, series. that was different. Yeah, because they were yeah. they were decimated. Whiteside got hurt going up against Has- Valanciunas. Yeah, well, both yeah. Valanciunas and Hassan went down. That series was a, that series was and awful. Dang Dang had the bone bruise in his knee too. That's right. Everybody was hurt. It was like Justice at the Bro, five. They, Let's they had go. to get McRoberts. And Diombo just getting to the rim at one. Yeah, McRoberts. McRoberts. Joe Johnson uh, no, forgot no, how no. to play basketball. Let Let's talk more about Dragic though. Um, yeah, let's not talk. Let's not talk about twenty sixteen. <laughs> it was interesting to compare like those because obviously they're both over 30 years old and obviously they're i mean we have weight starts so they're both starting but they i feel like what you're seeing now Dragic, has been like something that we didn't really expect coming to these playoffs but it's something we fucking really needed in order to win these games so something that i've really liked about Dragic, when especially when jimmy's not in the game is that you know he's really the only vet on the team that could really create his own shot and attack off the dribble and what's important about that is that a guy like Tyler and a guy like Nunn, they're not going to be as sharp and as experienced as kind of finagling and manipulating the defense to get the matchups they want. So Goran is kind of directing traffic, and he's having Kyle Korver's man come screen him. So now he's going to have a, he's going to have a one on one with Kyle Korver when he gets off that that one two pick and roll. Right. And and with the floater in his bag and Brooke Lopez dropping so, so deep in the paint, he suddenly has a lot of options and he's able to get to the line. He's able to find guys in the corners with with Jay and 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 all that stuff. So what he's been able to do in terms of manipulating matchups on the floor has been huge for them because Tyler's just like, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to come off my handoff and I'm just going to go right. Like Bam is the one that's really initiating and triggering those sets. When it's yeah. Goron, he's really it, it's very meticulous and he plans this out. And that's and, and in a matchup like this, when there's not many favorable matchups on the floor for you, especially when I mean the Heat are playing, you know, at times Goran and Nunn or Goran and, and Hero, they're that's a really small backcourt against a team with a lot of length. Yeah. So you have to find those matchups that are going to be good for you. And I think the Heat did a really good job today and Goran specifically of keeping Giannis and Brooke away from them. Goran with five more rebounds than Brooke Lopez in the game. Let's go, dude. Let's go. <laughs> Goran's about that action, dude. Goran's Goran's a scrappy guy, dude. He's yeah. Bro, I mean, other I, other teams fighter. Other teams hate Goran yeah. for a yeah, reason because he's a tough ass motherfucker. You see, him kind of getting into it with George Hill. Like, there's some tension there. I'm not sure if we're yeah. about it. They, they they don't seem to like each other that much. I'm not sure. Didn't they play against yeah. each other? Was there a playoff series that he played against each other? I've never George Hill's played against the Heat before. Was Dragic on one of those George teams? George Hill, I think, has only been in the Eastern Conference, so I don't think. 
No, okay. Because I'm, I'm, I know that he played George Hill multiple Indy, times in playoffs. Cleveland. No, he was in Utah, right? Was he was in Utah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Goran hasn't really had any significant playoff moments outside of Phoenix and Miami, so I don't yeah. really see. It reminds me, though, it, this reminds me of something we talked about in the playoff preview, though. Um, well, I, I mentioned that I was kind of worried about the young guys on the Heat that Miami relies pretty heavily on. Um, I guess Duncan and Hero and Bam are kind of in that conversation. I mean, not that Hero or Bam have been disappointing at all, and I wouldn't say Robinson's been disappointing, but that they have been maybe muted at times, especially Robinson. Like, he's had more, um, uh, like, quiet games than yeah, two good games he had in the three regular season games, where you could – Overall. Yeah. He's still been really good. Like, I, I'm not disappointed in him. But, like, the fact that you have a veteran like Goron stepping up, giving you this consistent – incredibly good play like this this centering like presence on offense getting to the free throw like honestly yeah decent on defense like you know he's goron but like i wouldn't say decent on defense competent on both sides of the floor i would i would say he's bad defensively and the pacers took way too long to figure that out and exploit it and the bucks George Hill is not that. I mean, he, he shut down would, Malcolm Brogdon, man. Come on, recall. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to listen. We don't have to gas up Goran and say shit that's untrue. He's he's been a. I don't think he's a good defender. He's competed. But I don't think he's, he's competed. a stupid defender. He's a. He, he's not a stupid defender, and he's not a lazy defender. So I want to. I want to say something because you guys talked about a little bit about Duncan Robinson's kind of muted performances. He was one for four from three, but he was a plus six and. The thing I think is important about Duncan in this matchup is that even though he didn't really get the field goal reps, and again, another game that he did not close, did not play 30 minutes, right? But he's a guy that Middleton is defending him. And at the end of that game, Middleton lost some of those legs. And a lot of that is he chased Duncan's ass around all game. And that's tiring. Because whenever Matthews was on him for most of the... They did did both. No, Middleton Middleton did a lot of defending on Duncan. And... If you're gonna, if Duncan's job is to be the world's greatest decoy, so be it. That's what you. That, then so be it, because it works. Because teams are terrified of him, and they're putting. I mean, Wes Matthews did a lot on with Jimmy Butler. I mean, it was it was a it was a team effort between Jimmy between uh, Middleton and and Wes on Jimmy. But you know, if you're gonna have a guy like Middleton who's gonna be responsible for your offense, having to either chase Duncan Robinson around hell. Or defend Jimmy Butler the whole game. That's going to get you tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I tweeted I think, it during the game. I, I thought both teams looked kind of tired, and then Jimmy just seemed to have a, a a reserve of energy that nobody else seemed to have, and that's why he he was so incredible in that fourth quarter. But the, both, I mean, they had expended so much emotional energy, and again, even to your point, so much physical energy, just trying to constantly go around screens and defending at such a high level. I, I, they kind of both looked a little out of it towards the end there, with the exception of Jimmy. In a weird roundabout way, like the Heat have a shit ton of wing defenders that, you know, they don't have any point of attack guys, but they have, you know, Giannis uh, saw time from Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, uh, and Bam, right? So they have all these guys to defend wings and they all took turns. And in a way that the Bucks, you know, really only let Wes and Middleton defend Jimmy because they, they had Giannis on Bam for stretches as well, especially when. When uh, Bam, when Giannis was at the five, Miami kind of has a little bit of a luxury with that trade that they got two wing defenders for one, even though the one was really special. But 
I think the bodies in this in this kind of deep playoff run count, and I don't think that we talk about that enough. Uh, the idea of kind of taking off the load from your star player, because uh, when it count when the rub when the rubber met the road, it was Bam on Giannis at the end of the game, right? So you by by giving Giannis a bunch of different looks, you know, Jay, Jimmy, Andre, you have Giannis at him at the end, and he's not seeing the same damn thing every single time, and that's huge. Yep. Also, coffee is for closers. <laughs> Did someone say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for gold, and our partners Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports. And remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts.